How's it going, guys? So, I'm a day late in getting this heart, heart stopper um, discussion out. I, uh, I had a doctor's visit yesterday, and by the time I got back, it was in the late afternoon. It was like at 3 p.m., and by the time I got home and ate dinner, it was storming, and you know how I get with storms, and frankly, I just didn't feel like doing it. So, I'm a day late, but I'm here. Um... So, as the title says, spoilers, if you haven't watched either seasons of Heartstopper, um, this is going to be like the, um, uh, the place where I just don't hold back. Um, you know, because I talked about my review, you know, um, just in case some people come to this without listening to the review first, um... I talked about in the review that I was feeling a lot of personal feelings watching this season of Heartstopper, and I really wanted to talk about it, but I didn't want to want it to take up like a bunch of time in the review because maybe not everybody is interested in hearing those thoughts. So I figured, you know, if you want to know my thoughts, you can come, you know, you can come here to a separate, you know, a, a separate uh, episode. Um, so that's what this is. This is that separate episode. Um, so I believe I said something on the lines of during the, the review, and this is where I'll start just by saying, I really wish I had a show like this when I was a teenager, you know, um, you know, I've known that I was gay since I was nine years old and, you know, uh, now again, as I always say, I didn't know the word gay or homosexuality. I just know I liked boys, you know? And I didn't think there was anything wrong with it until the first time I heard someone say something. Um, you know, if I hadn't heard a family member say what they said, then, you know, I probably eventually would have just probably thought nothing of it. You know, it was because being raised in a very... Um, anti-gay religious home that sort of made me keep everything subdued and you know within myself and I think if there were more shows like this and like you know I did talk about the review you know we did have shows with gay characters on it you know I mean Dawson's Creek was was one that a lot of people point to you know you know the the the, the topic definitely came up in shows but it was either always very dramatized it was always very you know at least from my perspective looking back as an adult you know because I have gone back and watched some of these older shows that you know have touched on it and while not all of them are this it, it, it dramatizes it in a way where it's like it's almost like being gay is seen like a disease you know and I don't think any of these shows necessarily meant to make it appear that way but they just they make it this overly thing i mean i'm sure from a story perspective they're just like hey this person you know is being attacked or or you know this or that's going on and it's it's another you know valley that our characters have to deal with but the way it's told doesn't feel that way though it doesn't feel just like a normal you know like drama on full house you know 
moment or something, it feels very much more, you know, of an attack. And, you know, what I love about Heartstopper and why I really wish I had it when I was a kid is because it really is, you know, the first show, you know, that really shows what a relationship can look like for somebody who is attracted to the same gender, you know. And I think we need more shows like that. And yeah, you know, I also brought up Sex Education. Sex Education is another really great show, which which is also based in the UK. You know, the story is, you know. um, And, you know, while I think there are aspects of sex education that maybe some parents or older people might not want their teenagers you know, to watch. Um, Overall, I think it's another really healthy show that allows that exploration of self, um, you know, and to be seen, you know. Um, But, you know, yeah, you know, Heartstopper Season 1 does the whole, you know, sort of, you know, being outed or, like, struggling with being a closeted gay sort of thing, you know, the... You know, it covers a lot of the things that we see in a lot of gay media. You know, Love, Simon, you know, a lot of stuff throughout, like, you know, from, you know, the 90s up up until now, you know, but especially, like, in the early 2000s, you know, we got a lot of movies like that, you know. Um, but I really feel like this is the first time that we see a show that views this relationship just like any other relationship you know and it's like you know I heard somebody on TikTok say once you know they want to see the world get to a place where we don't have to say gay relationship or straight relationship or we can just look at love like love and I understand what they're saying and I, and I agree with the sentiment I don't think it should matter to other people who you are in love with, whether you're in love with someone the same gender as you, uh, the opposite gender, whether you're with someone who's trans or uh, non-binary, like, it, it shouldn't matter. Your love life is none of anybody else's business. However, though, and this is just the way my brain works, I don't know how to overcome the we do have the whole thing of, like, attraction, you know, like, you know, for me, you know, I've, I've talked about this way, 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 way back early on in the podcast, for those of you that are brave enough to scroll that far back, but, you know, I did, I did, um, enter into a straight relationship, I tried to date a girl, And we were on and off for three years. And I tried to make it work. But, you know, and, you know, we're still friends now. You know, she's like one of my closest friends. But, you know, at some point I realized that I was never going to have the feelings for her that she deserved. You know, and, you know, there were other stuff too. And I don't want to get into that here because this is about Heartstopper. But I say that to say... I'm, I'm, I'm not attracted to women. I'm just, I'm not attracted 
to women in that way. And so, you know, when you're dating, when you're trying to get to know someone, if you see someone cute out in public and you're like, hey, I wonder, if, you know, if they're free, you know, like what's up with them? Like, like you can't just assume one way or another. You can't assume everyone is straight and you can't assume everyone is gay and you can't assume everyone is bi. And so I do think there is some need for labels. Do they have to be the same labels that we have now? Not necessarily. I'm open to a new ideology if somebody comes up with a, you know, a better way to go about things, you know, because right now we do live in a time where, you know, there's very much a loud minority of this country and they are the minority they don't think they're the minority but they are the minority there's a very loud minority in this country that is anti anyone different from them having a happy life you know um and they're the kinds of people that want to keep these labels around because they want to use it against us you know um because they want to be able to say, oh, a gay or a lesbian relationship or, you know, being in a relationship with a trans person is not the same as being in a heterosexual, you know, straight relationship. And so because of those reasons, I would love to find a new way to sort of navigate the landscape. But I just don't know. I just don't know that we I don't know that there is a way to do that, you know. And again, that's just the way my brain works, you know, Um, because I am one of those people that I like to have things in boxes in my brain and labeled like I like having names for things, you know. Um, It's why, you know, when it comes to a completely different topic, you know, like the topic of, you know, race and how, you know, on different forms you have to fill out whether you're white or, you know, African-American and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people say that, you know, We shouldn't really have to do that anymore, you know, and stuff. Um, And I agree, but it's also one of those things where it's like, I think we still need those labels to some capacity because, you know, unfortunately some races are more prone to getting certain diseases. So like in in the medical field, I think it is very important to have them. But in a social construct, you know, I also want to be very... Um, because look, I'm, I'm a dumb white guy. I don't know very, I know the, the surface level when it comes to a lot of other cultures. And so to, for me, it's one of those things where it's like, I like putting on labels on things because it helps me keep things organized in my brain. You know, like this is what most Hispanics do in the Hispanic culture. And this is what, you know, the black community does and and the Asian community. And I understand, you know, Maybe we shouldn't be that way, but I like having labels because it helps me keep things, you know, like I said, like, you know, in order. But I also understand the need of, you know, doing away with it because I think, I think there is a way that we can still honor cultures, but not use anyone's ethnic background as a dagger to hurt them with. You know what I mean? But we just got to find that with, find what that is. And again, just like, you know, like labeling 
relationships. I'm totally game for like a new system. I just don't know what that looks like, you know. And so someone much smarter than I am needs to be <laughs> needs to be the one, you know, to, to come up with an idea. Um, but I love Heartstopper because, you know, teenagers these days get to watch this show where, you know, I mean, like, I was so happy even with just, like, the first, like, couple episodes, but especially the first episode, just seeing these two, you know, boys just madly in love with one another, just having this montage of these, like, moments, but then... This really special things ha- you know, happens once they get to the Paris trip, you know, where we really get to see what being in a relationship with someone that actually loves you looks like and cares about your well-being. Like, even if things aren't perfect, even if things maybe aren't the way that both of you want them to be, you know, because at the start of the trip, you know, Nick wasn't ready to come out and he was still struggling with you know letting everyone know that he was in a, in a relationship with Charlie and you know I love the thing that sort of makes Nick finally take the plunge is his love for Charlie you know um, because he sees how it's adding to his own personal struggles and that that last conversation in the last episode is one of the most heartfelt deep moments that I've seen in a long time just because it's it's so simple like it's not even anything like crazy or big but it's so simple and yet so incredible when when you finally have you know Charlie begin to just a little bit explain what being bullied was like for him and, and, and open up to char- to Nick just a little bit and how Nick, you know, wants to be there for him, you know, and he, and he tells Charlie that you've been there for me on this journey. I've been my rock and been the person that I can land on. I want to be that for, you know, let me be that for you. You know, you don't, you don't have to carry this alone, essentially, you know, by yourself, you know, like, you know, you know, let let me let me bear the weight of this with you a little bit. You know, um, and yeah, you know they do the whole. You know, we don't really see whether you know Charlie sends his message back to Nick and tells him I love you in text. You know, they we see him type it out and then it goes to black and you know, um, and the season's over. But I think he sent it because. You, the look on his face, the last shot we get of his face, that smile, I believe is supposed to be a sign of relief and love. Like, just that feeling of acceptance that he knows that, you know, he might not know what ha- is going to happen in the future, but I think he's finally in this place where he's okay or at peace with where his relationship with Nick is at, you know? And that's such a beautiful thing, if, you know, if that's the case, you know? And I believe it is, but, 
But, you know, since I'm not a writer on the show, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I interpret, you know? But I find that to be such a beautiful thing, you know? Um, um, you know, and look, like, like I, will, I will be honest, you know, like... You know, I am not in a place in my life where, you know, I have work or a job and and, and income coming in, you know, and so I've sort of put the whole dating thing on pause for that, Um, you know, um, and there's some other reasons too, which I don't want to get into here, but... You know, I would love to be in a relationship, you know, right now. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The main reason why I haven't is because of the state I live in, you know. I live in Florida. And I live in a particular part of the state that I frankly don't feel safe in. If I lived, like, in Tampa or Orlando, you know... Um, you know, there are pockets. Um, I feel like more in Tampa than Orlando, but there are definitely pockets of both of the major cities that, you know, if I lived around there, it would be a little bit easier for me to find someone, you know, and there are definitely, for lack of a better term, there are places for the LGBT community to, like, more regularly meet up. But down here where I am at in a smaller city, you know, it's very much old-fashioned, you know, sort of backwards thinking, and it's really nerve-wracking for me to want to put myself out there. But it is one of those things where it's like watching this show makes me want that, and it makes me really... Um, it doesn't make me depressed or anything like that. But seeing this kind of relationship, it makes me really wish that I had come out earlier in my life so that maybe when I was the age that they are at Heartstopper, I might have been able to have that myself at that age, you know? Um, And I hate that I let my fear and what other people thought sort of you know, you know, get to me in that way, you know. Um, you know, and that's the thing that a lot of people that, you know, aren't in the community don't understand is, like, when you're a part of the LGBT community, there's this very, there's this tightrope that I've learned you have to learn how to walk. And everybody walks it differently. But it's this balance of Finding the things you can do to live out who you are without putting your life or even your loved ones, depending on where you live, in danger, you know? You know, it's like, you know, I have several pieces of clothing that are very much LGBT, but I just will not wear in public alone. I might be willing to wear it like when I'm with other people and stuff because I'm in a crowd and I know I'll be protected and things like that. But I won't, I won't wear them out in public these days. 
just because I don't want to put a, I don't want to put a target on my back. You know, it would be unwise for me to to wear that, and it sucks because I shouldn't have to live that way. You know. But at the end of the day, it's just a shirt. It's just whatever. You know, like if somebody asked me, or if a conversation happened, or if I saw someone else that was a part of the community being attacked, I would absolutely get in the middle of it. So there are other ways that I could still put myself in maybe dangerous situations, but but it's just you know it's just it's that it's that it's that tightrope that you have to walk that you don't have to when you're not a part of this community and it sucks and that's why shows like this are so important because we've got to get rid of the stigma we've got to show kids of today that it is possible to love who you want to love and be accepted you know because i've said this in the past on the podcast and I'll say this down. This is one of the meanest, harshest, but truth, truthful things you'll ever hear me say. Here's the deal. All of these bigoted, um, right-leaning people that don't care about true freedom and they only want what they want, they're going to die out. Okay? The thing that, you know, younger people need to remember, you know... Or even some of the, um, or even some of like my parents' generations, you know, I would say if you are in your early 50s and younger, right, eventually everyone that's older that is a problem right now, they're gonna die, okay? And it's just the cold hard truth. And I hate talking about people in that way, but here's the thing all we gotta do is wait. Eventually, all of these fuckers will be gone. And then the rest of us can actually come to the table and make this country what we want it to be. We just got to be patient, you know? And that's the way that I try to look at it, you know? Because, you know, the one beautiful thing about social media, you know, and, and, and watching TikTok and watching YouTube and seeing random Facebook posts that come up, is you start to realize, you know, from somebody like me and my point of view, you, you realize that not every Republican, not every conservative agrees with how their own base, or portions of their own base, I should say, handle themselves. Because they might still be anti-gay, they might still not really love a bunch of things, but I don't believe that all Republicans or all conservatives want to control people's life in that way. They're like, hey, we have our own feelings about it, but we also know we live in America and we also believe you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. You know, and so we've, the rest of us, have just got to wait for the problematic people to die. Or we've got to figure out a way to kick them out of office and kick them out of the country if they're just everyday people. That's the only way to do it. You know, that's the only way to do it. You know, um, you know, it hurts me a lot seeing random TikToks come up, you know, where you have these parents that are just completely indoctrinating their kids with all of this hate speech and, and stuff, you know. It just, whether it's 
homophobic stuff or racist stuff it's it's really 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 disheartening but what I know is we have something today in a stronger state that I didn't have when I was the age of a lot of these kids and it's the internet and the internet is going to be the saving grace for a lot of people because once their bigoted parents are gone once you know life is different or once they get older right they can choose to not carry on their parents beliefs and we're already seeing it happen like you know we're also already seeing tons and tons of families being ripped apart and the things that a lot of these families don't realize is you're causing it to happen you know um if you don't make ultimatums with your kids if you don't take the approach of it's my way or the highway then you have nothing to worry about right but you know that's why i've always said so many parents view being view parenthood in the wrong way when their kids are growing up they view their kids it's not that much different than a pet yeah you could talk to your kid you could have a relationship with your kid but there's so like if you really pay attention to how you treat the animals in your house and how you treat your kids you're going to see a lot more similarities than you're going to be comfortable with if you're a good person and the like the thing you've got to realize is you are there as a coach you're not there to play the game yourself you are the coach you know your job as a parent is to let your kid live their life you know and if they're not hurting somebody else i personally don't think you should have a say in it you know you know i think you can have your own opinions and i think it's fair to share your opinions with your kid and why you feel the way you do but at the end of the day it should be your kid's decision you know um because here's the thing if you know if you think your kid might be gay then they're probably going to be gay and you shouldn't try to stop that right if you think your kid is going to be a little bit more pers- promiscuous instead of trying to stop it how about just have a very healthy discussion about sex and relationships and the do's and don'ts and how about being that support system because we all know because we were all teenagers one day here's the thing about teenagers as a parent you could tell your kid not to do something all you want but if they really want to do it they're going to figure out a way so instead it is always better to take the i'm on your side i'm the coach if you need instruction i am here otherwise good luck right you know and i think i think that's the way it needs to be you know like if i'm ever lucky enough to be a dad and who knows at this point in my life whether i'll ever have that experience but if i do i wouldn't be the kind of dad that's like you know i am here when you need me but i'm not here to control what you do or how you live your life you know you want your ears pierced you know when you're old enough you want your nose pierced your lip pierced you want to have sex you want to you know you don't want to believe the same way that i do you know 
I think one of the worst things a parent can do is to indoctrinate your kid. I think it's completely fair if you want to believe in God and go to church. I think it's completely fair if you want to believe a certain way. But you need to let your kids come to that conclusion themselves. You know, that's one of the things that I want to do with my kids is, is you know, I want to have Bibles and and. and Christian stuff in my home, even though I personally am an atheist, but I also want to have Muslim stuff, and I want to have, you know, Jewish stuff, and, you know, Buddhist stuff, because I want my kids to be able to look at all of the different religions, and and be able to make that decision for them, you know, because that's not my place to decide for them, you know, um, you know, what a lot of parents are seeing these days um, is not that their kids are walking away from a way that their parents raised them to be. It's your kids never believed that to begin with, but you were so up your own ass, you weren't actually listening to them. And now it's just become a big enough problem where there's a fracture and you're getting your feelings hurt and they've been hurting this whole time and you haven't even been your eyes haven't been open enough long enough to notice it and now that there's this fracture everybody's hurt but you don't want to change and you don't want to do anything different so the only logical thing that's going to happen is yeah you're going to lose your kid your kid isn't going to want anything to do with you and so Instead, to me, and this is the way that I think, instead of creating a scenario where that might be a possibility, whether because of religion or sexuality or any other reason, just be the affirming parent, right? Even if you're not sure, even if you have reservations, because again, no one is telling people that you can't have your own opinions. No one is saying you can't have your own thoughts. The problem is when you allow your thoughts to interfere with someone else's thoughts. You know what I mean? And like, if you say that you really love your kid, then, well, see, here's the, we'll see, I can can wrap everything in a bow and just say this, right? If you're going into having a baby or having a child because you want to play house, then you're going into parenting for the wrong, wrong reasons. I believe you should only become a parent because you think that you are a sound enough person to bring new life into this world so that you can make the next part of life better than what it was previously. And sort of as a second note on a more personal level, that you also want to enter a new kind of sort of best friend experience, right? You know? I think it is very telling when parents say the phrase, it's not my job to be your best friend, it's my job to be the parent. Um, that is a very problematic statement. Um, because the only thing your kid is going to hear when you say that is, oh, I can't trust you. Because here's the thing, as a parent, you can do both. You absolutely can be your kid's best friend 
and you should for like the first half of your kid's life you should be your kid's go-to person and if you're not you need to figure out why because it probably means you've done something wrong along the ways you know that you've alienated your child some way you know and I say that because I know I have two of the most loving parents in the world to sort of bring this back to Heartstopper in a way but my parents did wrong by me they taught me to be afraid of myself you know you know if if I had been able to come out and, and truly be myself when I was a young kid, I don't think that it would that I would be in life where I'm at today. Because so much of having to keep like seventy five percent of my identity like a secret, you don't even know how taxing that is unless you do. It's so taxing and it weighs on you and you, you never know who you can be yourself around you know and and what parts of yourself can you be around you know like you know um like I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast in the past you know I mean I'm still not in a place where I'm ready to talk about the specifics publicly but I've talked about being arrested in the past and get this I had more people walk away from me when I came out of the closet than I did when I broke the law. (laughs) So think about that. You know, breaking the law, totally okay. People are like, oh, we still love you. We know who you are. We know your heart. But the second I say I'm gay, well, that's just a line you just don't cross, apparently. You know? And so, you know, it's like on one hand... I get it to a point. But on the other hand, it's like... I I was never able to show people who I really was. So there there was no way for them to really know me to begin with. And so a lot of the people that fell away, as much as it hurt to know that they walked away, it also really didn't mean anything either because I only had superficial relationships with them anyways. You know, but I always found that interesting, you know, Um, and I know I want to be somebody, whether I have my own kids or not, I want to help other people and I want to help other teens and, you know, not have to go through what I went through, you know, like it breaks my heart to know that there are teenagers and kids and Elementary school kids, too, guys. Like, middle school kids. Like, it's a whole rage. Parents kicking their kids out of their house just because they're a part of the LGBT community. And if you are one of those parents that does that, you are a garbage human being. Garbage. It just proves everything that I've said previously, that you had no business procreating to begin with because you're going into it for the wrong reason if you're going into being a parent because you want a many me and you need to fuck off with that like you know that's that's not what being a parent is about being a parent is is, is learning that 
how to step out of yourself and, and loving for someone else in that way because you understand that that little human, that that little person is now your entire world. And, and, and you know, if you can't give yourself over to that, then maybe you should have been a parent to begin with, you know? Because the second you have a kid, life isn't about you anymore. You know? Um, yeah. So, I think Heartstopper is a very important show. You know? And, um, I'm very interested to see where season three goes. Um, very interested. Um, so yeah, so those are my thoughts. And there's a lot. This was probably a pretty heavy uh, podcast for some people, but um, these are the things that LGBT kids carry. Um, and so, you know, to sort of put a to put a pin on it. How many movies do we have with tons and tons of straight relationships? Virtually every fucking Disney movie, you know. I mean, you know, Titanic, even Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. It's about time that we have more LGBT relationships in media that are healthy depictions of relationships, you know, um, you know, um, we need more of that, you know, uh, for those of you curious, Nimona is another really great one. Nimona has some really great representation in it. It's on Netflix as well. So check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I got to say. Thanks for listening. Um, Yeah. Peace.